Hello, welcome to the podcast, Shore Stories. I'm George, your host. Shore Stories is a podcast exploring nearshoring, specifically in Latin America. But today, I have something a little different and very special. We're going to talk about WhatsApp. So I'm guessing you know a little bit about WhatsApp. You probably have a WhatsApp account. If you're from the U.S., I'm sure you use it from time to time. If you're from Latin America, though, WhatsApp is your life. Well, maybe not quite your life, but a pretty central part of your life and probably your main digital interface. I used to live in Mexico City, and to give you an idea, I used WhatsApp to organize all my social life, to stay in touch with every single service provider, including a lawyer and a judge. And I still use WhatsApp to this day to manage almost every single conversation with candidates for my recruiting agency, Gringo Jobs. WhatsApp has a 95% penetration rate in Latin America. As a point of comparison, electricity in Latin America has a 98% penetration rate. So safe to say WhatsApp has penetrated Latin America in a pretty significant way. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of interesting businesses to be built on WhatsApp, especially if you want to target the Latin American market and the millions upon millions of people that are on WhatsApp all the time. So we have a very cool and special guest, Alfonso Lizaraga, who is the co-founder of Ilos.io. Ilos in Spanish means threads, and Ilos.io is effectively the Zapier of WhatsApp. If you want to build automations and user flows on top of WhatsApp, Ilos is a solution. So we're going to talk about all things WhatsApp in Latin America, how big it is, what it can do, what the future of WhatsApp is, especially with regards to LLMs and OpenAI, and what you could potentially build on top of WhatsApp. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. started. First of all, thank you very much for taking some time to hang out, uh, Alfonso. I'd love to get started just with a high level. Who are you? And what is Elos? And what does Elos do? Just so that our audience kind of knows who they're dealing with. Yeah, of course. So anyway, first of all, thanks for inviting me. I, it's really great to be able to talk about what you're building. So thanks for making space. So my name is Alfonso Nistarraga. I'm from Mexico, from the northern parts, but in the end, I just decided to go into entrepreneurship and started my own company that's called Elos. And what we do is to be, we basically help companies, usually in Latin America, but also in some other parts of the world where WhatsApp is, is the dominant channel, use WhatsApp as a communication tool for to get in touch with the customers, right? There are many reasons why customers want to get in touch with businesses over WhatsApp, which we'll probably go into a lot more detail later on. But the thing is that this lets them do that in an automated way and also 
basically be able to integrate all the other tools that they use, like CRMs, other kind of business tools, so that all the experience, all the, that the, the end customer gets is as streamlined as possible, or that they can do a lot of stuff over WhatsApp instead of trying to do it on an app or a website. So yeah, basically we are the Zapier for WhatsApp. Achoo. The Zapier for WhatsApp. That's a good way, good way to look at it and a good way to present it to a, perhaps a U.S. audience that might yeah. not know, well, know WhatsApp, but not know exactly how much it, it's used. I'm curious, I remember the last time we hung out, you were thinking about, this was three years ago, we were, you were thinking about business ideas and you were dabbling, thinking about what was going to be your next move. How, so what was the, how did you come to the start on Elos? Okay. Yeah. So we probably talked when we were still like in between pivots. Yeah. Um, after we decided on one thing, we just went straight for it. So this one thing was the problem that we faced, my co-founder and me, when we were working at a previous company, this previous company was an iBuying, right? Like the, uh, the, mod, the open door model in the US. So basically mm -hmm. what we did, it was find apartments that were selling out in the market buy them, remodel them, and then sell them again, but for a higher price, right? So in all that process, we needed to keep in touch with the current owner of the apartment and also begin selling it. So we had to manage all the incoming leads for, to get the apartment on, on sale, right? So basically the problem was that we got a lot of data from different websites, from different posters on the street saying, oh, it's a vendor departamento, the apartment on sale. And they usually set up the phone number. For some of them, that was like a, just a voice phone number, a phone number you could only yeah. call. But for a lot of them, it was actually a WhatsApp number. So we could, instead of having like a call center, call each and every number, we just decided to try sending out like a mass messaging on WhatsApp, see who answered. And for those who did, basically go through all of our questions to know if we're interested in that place or not. So we used the tool that's called uh, Customer.io in order to automate all, all of that stuff. But there were some shortfalls, which made it a little bit harder to integrate with the rest of our stuff, like our in-house built CRM. So yeah, we faced the difficulty, right? And the fact was that we can do like very, um, I don't know, very complicated or very, let's say flows with different steps. For example, first ask them if the apartment is still available, then ask them what's their asking price, then what's the square meters of the, of the apartment, that sort of thing, which are several questions to together. We can do it properly in, in Customer.io because that's meant for email, not quite for WhatsApp. So when we saw that and we were still pivoting, we eventually talked with uh, some of our older coworkers that were still at that company. And we found out that the problem was still there. It wasn't yet solved. Yeah. So we figured out that there were probably a lot more companies with the same problem that we could help. So that's why we decided to start experimenting or exploring this solution space. And we decided to build a tool for integrating WhatsApp. Are you integrating these kind of flows and sending that data back to your CRM or take it from your CRM and use it on the flow, that sort of thing. Got it. Because WhatsApp has a, an API that you can plug into. Is that how you're doing all of this, right? Exactly. Yeah. There's like several options to work with WhatsApp. The official one is using their API. They release like a year and a half or something like that. And like universal access to something that they call the cloud API, which is you don't need any of the business solution providers that you used to need in order to get in onboarded to the API and you, you can do it by yourself. So that was something that I'm not sure because they don't share 
numbers on how fast it's growing, but I'm sure it must have been like a before and after moment, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah for, I can only imagine. So yeah. oh, let's step back a little bit. Like, I want to try to help your average non-Latin American person, not, and actually non-European, really your average like US person, understand how big of a deal WhatsApp is. Maybe we could start with just like how it got into the lives of, let's say, Mexico, since you're mostly operating in Mexico. When did WhatsApp show up on the scene? And like, how did it, and how and why, at least in your opinion, did it become so popular at first? Okay. Yeah. So a little bit of history here. You know, I don't recall exactly what date or what year it was, but the main reason that people use WhatsApp for pretty much everything at that time is that it was practically free to message people, right? So when, you know, ISPs and mobile service providers started out in Mexico, there was no such thing as unlimited SMS or unlimited texting. Every text, there was a cost associated to, to each SMS you sent. So in this context, it was much easier to just call people instead of doing SMS. And in this context, WhatsApp came into being, it came to Latam and their offer was, yeah, you, you can message as much as you want with as many people as you want. There's no extra charge because it's being done via the internet instead of like the traditional SMS data pipeline, right? So once that started, it quickly became like super, super, super useful. And eventually it got to the point where those mobile ISPs, they offer like, like your internet package has or includes unlimited WhatsApp. So that's for images, videos, and probably calls as well. So yeah, in the end, it's the fastest or the cheapest way to get in touch via text in Latam. Got you. Yeah, I think in the US, there were traditionally packages with free and unlimited texting. And so mm -hmm. it never had that pain point. Yep, exactly. That's the reason why in the US, never took off like in, and it exists obviously, but it's not in any, mm -hmm. any comparable way to the way it is in Mexico. So it's obviously became incredibly popular. I'd love if you could maybe give us some examples of how popular it is, like what kind of things have you used WhatsApp for and, or maybe not in, could be personal, but it could be also just that you've seen as well. Right. So, okay. First of all, I think the numbers will probably uh, paint a better picture than oh. a, a specific story can, but in the time market penetration of WhatsApp is uni uniformly over 95% in almost all of the countries like that. That means that pretty much everyone has a WhatsApp account and those numbers are not just like, oh, I have it installed on my phone. It's like, I have used it at least once in the past week. So. That, that just means that it's a channel that every, everyone uses. So everyone receives those messages and they read them. So it's not like email in which you can have like 2,000 uh, emails in your inbox. No, WhatsApp, they actually read them. So basically that means that whenever you're in LATAM, people are usually you're not going to use WhatsApp in very much the same way between country and country. So it's, it's basically the universal chat app. And so things that's, that happens, eventually businesses hold on to the fact that, hey, 
if I want to send something to a person, I might just send it. Yeah, I usually send them an email, but that's probably not going to get read or open. So what if we switch to WhatsApp? And when they started testing out how to do it via the API and so on, they saw that, yeah, of course, it's like, it was like a no-brainer. Uh, people actually open them and they usually respond because they feel like it's a lot more personal. So you can use WhatsApp for your friends and family, but you can also yeah. use it for business with a business as well, because it's going to feel like, oh yeah, if I do reach out this way, somebody is going to get in touch with me, somebody, a, a human in the end, right? And personally, that means that uh, you get to use it for almost everything. For sure, I, I use it to keep in touch with my friends and family, not only from Mexico, but also in Europe and some other oh. friends in Asia and so on. But for example, probably this year, I had some issues with one of my flight tickets. I could get in, in touch with somebody at Aeromexico super fast, like just using WhatsApp and need to wait on the phone until I hear like all the menus and stuff. It's way easier to do it via chatbot and then after you, you pass like the first answer so they can route you to someone, someone actually does get in touch with you quite fast. So, and since it's, it's text, so it's a sync, you can definitely, as a customer support person, handle a lot more chats or a lot more support needs. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, that makes sense. There's the, it, it's like the, at least for Latin America and a few other parts of the world, it's at least from what I've seen, it is the primary interface that people have to interact with, um, to communicate. It's like the primary communication interface. It's not email, yep. it's not phone, it's this. And it's also very, I also found that it's very universal across all social classes. Like I have WhatsApped with lawyers in Mexico and WhatsApped with guys who are gonna like drop a canister of gas at my apartment. Mm -hmm. uh, it really like, that's what I've always thought was also very interesting. It has this kind of like general kind of all pervasive universal inter like interface. And it replaces for a lot of people it replaces email. At least that's the impression I get. Like a lot of people don't might have an email address, but they hardly ever open it. Like WhatsApp becomes like the thing, not yeah. to mention what you were saying, like friends and family stuff. So I'm married to a Colombian woman and sometimes I'll look at her WhatsApp family chats and like the gifts and like, oh, it's like, it, it's become like, it's, it's become a sort of a cultural thing in Latin America and, and like a point that everybody knows about and everybody talk about, no? Yeah, of course. Like it's the way to build a community. Like. It used to be, I don't know, you, you used to go to a Facebook group or something for the things that you're, you're interested in, but you can actually build communities on WhatsApp. So if everyone's already there, everyone has like the same interface and it's pretty easy to use interface as well. Like my probably 60, 70 year old aunts and, and uncles can, you do use WhatsApp in order to send pictures and videos and all that stuff. So it just sort of, it actually did connect people very well. Yeah. So getting out of like the more personal uses of WhatsApp and more into like what businesses would use WhatsApp for, which I'm assuming those are most of your clients. There's obviously a huge opportunity, huge opportunity there. Maybe you could tell, like you, you told us a little bit about what Elos does. It would be great to get a little taste for like a, with a specific example, maybe of a client that works with you, how they operate. How does it, how does the automate, like, 
how much is automated versus how much is like directed by a specific, by a human, that would be very useful, I think, to the audience. Yeah, sure. So I think the first thing that I'd mentioned is that whatever I say right now, it's probably going to be very different in six months or like one year, because all these users are over chat, which is a great opportunity for any LLM or AI yes. model to come into play, right? But having said that, we can definitely go into some specifics. Specifically us, we have a lot of fintech companies, financial companies that work with WhatsApp to send things like notifications, use onboarding flows that, for example, if you're a company that, that offers credit cards, you probably need a lot of data from the customer in order to process it and then actually be able to say, yeah, you're approved or rejected, right? And it's not, it's not an easy process in the sense that you don't only require like actual it's like, oh yeah, this is my full name, my uh, national ID, that sort of thing. But you also need pictures, right? Like I need a, a way to, to prove where you live, how much you earn, that sort of thing. So in order to do that, banks, for example, usually had like a website when they were very modern. Otherwise they were just like, yeah, please go to a branch and ask someone to give you an application form, which is going to be paper and fill out that. And so we can actually process it. So what they're doing now is that via WhatsApp, it's a lot more comfortable for the end customer to spend the documents whenever they, they, want, they want, right? So if they are on, on their, in their office, when they get back home, they can just take a photo of the certificate, birth certificate, and just send it over, right? And since everything becomes async, it, they can process a lot more of these, of these applications as the back. And there's a, another thing that can happen. Usually when you start one of those companies, you get a lot more people on the, at the top of the funnel. And then whenever you start asking them for more and more information, the people drop out, right? Yeah. So with WhatsApp, you can definitely build flows that after some time of inactivity or some other reason or some other, some other configuration, they reach out again to those customers and remind them like, Hey, you haven't uploaded these documents. Just make sure to send it in the next five days or so that sort of thing. And so we've seen that. Our clients, which are financial companies that do these kind of processes, they're getting a lot more conversion rates from building these automated reminders and that sort of thing. And they do it with ELIS, right? We have a, a platform in which they can create a flow which says, for example, hey, send them a welcome message. After that welcome message, ask them what do they want to do. Do they want to speak with support, create an account, what, right? And after we choose any of them, they can just get routed to the proper flow, which asks them the required information and then send that information to their backend, come back and say, Hey, we're good. You'll receive it in your new credit card in, in the mail in X time. And it basically uh, replaces email completely. The only thing is that, for example, WhatsApp is not as secure as email in the sense that people don't know for email. Some people know basic security stuff like. Hey, please use two FA, that sort of thing. But yeah. with WhatsApp, sometimes they just lose their phone and there goes their WhatsApp account, right? So it's, it hasn't yet gotten to the place where it completely replaces email, but it has replaced email first, a lot of things. Got you. So the things like security might be a frontier that WhatsApp would need to conquer or really. Yeah. I think it's more like educational in terms of the end user, but yeah. of course, the more security you introduce, the harder it is to use. So it, there's a balance there. Yeah. So what you guys are doing is you're creating a whole bunch of different rules and like logic that you can apply 
uh, to your workflows. And so companies can, because as a recruiter, I know very well how it is to manage a pipeline and see people disappear and reping people. Yeah. And so this is a way to automate that entire process in WhatsApp. So like if after 10 days, person A has not done anything, send X message, that kind of thing. Exactly. It's a customer journey, basically, right? And you know where you want the touch points to be. And you know what, what needs to happen if they don't answer, if they answer the wrong kind of things. All of those edge cases, you can handle them in our platform and then have a complete customer journey from for activation or for onboarding or for X. Yeah. Uh, usually support is also one of the biggest use cases because once people have your company's phone number, you can be sure they're going to WhatsApp you. So yeah, <laughs> got it. You so also you, need to take that into account. Yeah, that makes sense. So you have, you said you mentioned a bank, but I suppose the other types of clients you work with are, and I guess it could be any, anybody really who like any company that, that has support needs, like, I don't know, like cable yeah. or anything companies or banks or I guess any, anything. Yeah, exactly. As long as they're B2C, which is usually the case for the end user being the C and so yeah. using WhatsApp a lot more frequently, it, it applies to almost every company in the B2C space. Got you. Nah, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And so where you actually mentioned referenced this a little bit with AI, I'm curious as to where do you think WhatsApp is going to go? And also where do you think the opportunity for you guys is going to go? I was going to keep it open, but I assume like the elephant in the room is the opportunity with LLMs and, and whatnot, because I can, I can only imagine how much that can do it. So where do you, what's your point of view on that? Okay. So. I think there are like a couple of things to keep in mind. For example, WhatsApp, uh, for there's this, there's this conference, this event that's every year that started, I think a couple of years ago from Meta, which is basically, it's called conversations. And it's basically an update on whatever they're building on their messaging apps for Instagram, for Messenger, and also for WhatsApp. And on the last, on the last event, they showed something that they call flows, which is basically you send someone a message that is a button and that button, you can create like specific screens with specific form components. So you can get data from the user in a structured way. And then that data, you receive it on a webhook on your system. So it's like clean data, structured data, that sort of thing. So it's very useful to complete specific activities. So for example, like booking a plane ticket, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think we're going to be able to see a lot more of those do everything on WhatsApp kind of, of, of applications. So WhatsApp becomes a lot more like, or at least in, in, in the, it goes further along the path on of something like a WeChat in which you can build different kinds of experiences indirectly on WhatsApp. And I think that's one of the main roads they're taking right now. So the AI part, I think that's mostly been left out to other companies, not quite in meta internally. No. That might change, of course, but because of it, there's a lot of companies are building uh, an easy way to integrate models into a chatbot. What we've seen in those things is that when when companies think about models and how to use them on chatbots, they believe that they're going to have like this perfect experience as if you were a human, right? And that's their baseline. So when the model hallucinates, which eventually does, they they're not as convinced anymore as whether to use it or not. 
So I think there's still a, a, a bit of a, a bridge to gap before it can be fully integrated and completely used in a lot of other use cases. But for example, like simple things like AVQs, a model or an LLM is going to be pretty good to, to use in those. But yeah, like I think it's still, it's, it's something that's still developing. People are finding uses for it and it hasn't gotten yet to the part where you can just say, Hey, I'm going to have a model, which is going to be like a salesperson. I'm just going to route all my WhatsApp to this and I'll have them automatically handle everything else, everything sales related. I don't think it's there yet, but it will probably get there soonish, sooner rather than later, at least. Yeah. I would imagine that they, there is a very low, like the, the acceptance of like a hallucination is very low. Like if you start having, yeah. well, you, you give up. Like, like Pete, like the end user would no longer trust the, what, like the, the person, like we're the WhatsApp, I don't know, agent or whatever you call it entirely. For sure. That might happen, but I think it's the other way around. Like instead of it being the end person, which is not going to be pressing whatever the new chat would say, it's going to be the company that's going to be like, ah, yes. wait, we're an insurance company, right? What if it hallucinates and tells somebody that this medical condition is covered and it's actually not. So how do you handle those use cases? Yes. Right? Yes, I suppose that, yes, that, sorry, that's true. It's, and it probably is more true in companies like that, finance, insurance, where yeah. the cost of a mistake could be incredibly high as opposed to maybe, I don't know, like pizza delivery or what have you, or cost of mistake could be annoying, but yeah, not, but okay. I see. So, so really at this point, what, what, what will definitely be happening is WhatsApp will essentially just eat up more of the journey, the customer journey to make an acquisition or buy something or whatever, complete whatever activity they want to complete with AI probably being useful. But I guess it's not really a WhatsApp thing specific. That's something that's going to affect all types of chatbots on WhatsApp or not. And like it won't, will be WhatsApp is not really like a factor there. It's just, it's just a it's a universal interface, but it'll, yeah, it'll exactly. probably just be used on WhatsApp at the same rate as it'll be used on anything else. Cool. And so it, it, you, so, so obviously it's a big opportunity. It's a, I don't know how many people are in Latin America, like 700 million people. This is 95% penetration. It's popular to put it. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, so you, you, so obviously what you guys are building at Elos seems to, to be very appropriate, and useful because you're helping these companies. Do you see oppor other opportunities in WhatsApp outside of what you guys are building? Were there other things you guys were considering? Um, is there like other stuff to be built out there? <clears throat> okay, change this question because I think the answer to that uh, lies on how people use WhatsApp and what kind of people and the differences between them being used by a big company versus a one or two person company, right? So for example, if you're a big company, then what you need is scale and you need this automation because that's the only way that you can reasonably reach to your customers and respond in time to the questions. But, and that's the sort of thing that we're building, like we are going for the mid-market, right? So. Companies that are big enough to require automation, but not so big that maybe their requirements are just very specific. We're trying to build something that everyone can just choose the modules that they want to, they want to use and with no code tools, build their own flows or their own customer journeys, right? 
So it's that sort of companies that we, that we go for. But there are companies that are, for example, like one or two, two people, maybe a little bit more, but they're small companies and they used to do, to do things by hand. So there's a lot of person-to-person -person communication when doing sales, when doing support. And the, for example, the WhatsApp API doesn't work that well with those use cases, right? Because of course, since theoretically using the API, you can reach out everyone on the planet. WhatsApp has some features to, to keep fraud to a minimum and keep scams, that sort of thing, so, or spam. So one of those things is, for example, you cannot, if, if someone hasn't texted you before, or it's been over 24 hours since they last texted you, you cannot just send any message. It has to be a message that has been pre-approved by WhatsApp. Just check it doesn't contain my latest yeah, so or like crypto coin offering, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it sort of gets in the way of something that feels like a natural conversation. So there are other companies that are experimenting with these kinds of, of companies that require something very personal and they have to use unofficial means of, of get, having that access to, to, to send WhatsApp messages on behalf of the customers. So that there's that whole side of WhatsApp that we don't do, for example, but it's very, also very interesting to, to think about in business terms. And, and yeah, but mostly whatever team at WhatsApp brings to the platform, it's usually about e-commerce or this type of creating these experiences in order to, you know, buy something by plane ticket and sort of thing. So there's still a lot of things to be done in that space. That's what we are focused on. Got you. So, so your company in the, in like the net in 2024 will be working on that whole, like on pro on process of getting people to do more in WhatsApp and, and inter and, and, and bef without go, or at least before going on a website, talking to a human, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that what you could say is that you can now build almost any sort of customer journey on WhatsApp in our platform, right? So the next thing is that those customer journeys are usually tied to like a stage in a pipeline, right? So for yeah. example, if I'm doing a sales pipeline, then I want to have automation that when somebody reaches a specific stage, reaches out and tell them, Hey, we're working on your order or we're working on your papers, but they're ready to sign for your new apartment, that sort of thing. So these types of organizing these, these workflows or these customer journeys into stages of a pipeline, I think that's the next big thing because we're basically trying to, or working on organizing the process of their internal processes. If we can do that with the help of WhatsApp, I think we're going to have something pretty amazing. Gotcha. Now that sounds exciting. A final question or sort of final topic. So I had a, did a previous podcast uh, where we talked a little bit about the Latino population in the U.S. It's about 60 million people. They have a purchase. They, they are the fastest growing. If they were their own country, they would be the third fastest growing in GDP after China and India. So they are an incredibly valuable market in the United States. Are you in, and obviously a market that uses WhatsApp a lot more than the average American, since they are more connected with Latin America. Are you guys approaching us companies with your product? Is that something on the road down the something on your roadmap? Like what's your, what are you, what are your plans there? Yeah. So that exactly the reason or Thinking about how many Latinos are in the U.S. is, is just like 
and like you say, a huge market, right? And there's a lot of U.S. companies that are already capitalizing on that. There's a lot of banking that's specifically for yeah. immigrants or for Latino families. And they usually try to meet them halfway. They don't do things the traditional banking way with emails and paper forms and that sort of thing. They go directly with WhatsApp. So yes, as long as it's a company for which their customers use WhatsApp a lot, it's a company that makes sense for us to target, right? I, we haven't seen that much, or let me go back. There's a lot of other companies that are working on the space as well, because pretty much every company needs to communicate with the customers, right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of competition. So we haven't yet targeted those types of companies, but of course, like in the future, we're building a universal product, right? Yeah. I suppose you guys could work anywhere in the U S yeah. or I also know that India is one of the biggest WhatsApp adopted countries as well. Do you know, is there, is, do, do, do you have Indian companies who are doing something similar to you guys trying to open in Latin America or vice versa? Is it like, a, is a market completely shared? I think it's completely, it's shared basically. Like there's no restrictions. If I'm an Indian company, I want to yeah. sell to Latin America or the other way around in the sense that people use it, people use WhatsApp for most of the same reasons like this, it's cheap, it's easy in, in, in both places. But of course, there's a lot of cultural differences and so on in the way that you have to approach your sales process, your operations in that country. So yeah, like if, for example, there, there are a company in India that thinks very similar to the way companies think in the US or in Mexico, yeah, we're going to be a great fit. But otherwise, yeah, there's a lot of local players which have like solutions specific to their market, which yeah. of course, it's going to be hard to compete against. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Cool. Well, then I'm actually out of questions. This is super useful. I don't know if there's anything else we would want to add or if there's anywhere people who are interested in connecting with you or with Elos, what should they do? Where should they go? Yeah, of course. So we're definitely working on our social media presence, but you can find us for sure on LinkedIn. And I think we also have like a Twitter X account. And me personally, for sure, you can reach out on me on LinkedIn or on my personal Twitter. So yeah, that Good. was... Maybe yeah. they can send Elos a WhatsApp message. That also works. I'll yeah, yeah, send yeah, yeah. the uh, official Elos WhatsApp no, phone number. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. And, and no worries. Thanks for the invite. And yeah, if there's anything else that you guys would like to know about WhatsApp, how it works over here, just let me know. And there you have it. Thanks again for tuning in to Shore Stories. And wait for next week when we'll have another great episode. In the meantime, please like and review positively this podcast on whatever medium you're using and see you next time.